So welcome to Snark Notes. This is the pilot thing. Okay, so we'll introduce ourselves. I am Kelly, and you are Alice, <laughs> and we are Snark Notes. Snark noting it because we have so much to say about classic literature. Yeah, this is kind of what we do anyway, and people listen. They enjoy it. They may not enjoy it. I think that they do. No, Who doesn't enjoy listening to us discuss classic literature like it's episodes of Pretty Little Lies? I mean, to be fair, that is one of my favorite things, but I feel like <laughs> other people maybe They're just laughing. kind of back away. I think that they enjoy it. Laughing I, at us, laughing with us, it's it debatable. Is. But I mean, laughing, we get the laughter, which is the key thing. That's, that's what yeah, so we do this like a lot of the time anyway, and then we decided to do a podcast, and then we decided that of course, it's called Snark Notes, because what else would you call it? Because we were nerd friends in high school. Yeah. <laughs> nerd friends for life. Let's not date it. It's, it's <laughs> we, a life thing. Those AP chemistry days. Yeah, you're, you're not getting out of this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So, um, our specific qualifications for this episode are... So, I was an English literature major, and specifically for this episode, I took fucking English literature seminar 781 Jane Austen. Legit. With, with graduate students, because I I'm cool, so I just I'm, I know everything that there is to know about Jane Austen. Other than that, I have not gone to her. Like you can go to her home in England. Oh, like the Carrie Russell movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I have not gone to her home. Yes. Yes. I have not gone to her home, but you can go there, and it's like an experience. But uh, like, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. I'm not gonna. I like. I like part of me wants to go there, but like, it's a commitment. It's a commitment. I feel like that's when you kind of write yourself off. It's sort of like, like being I, a cat lady. Yes, 100% that I was going to say. Yes, that is when you sign up for at least five cats. Um, so I've been told that the only value that I bring is no. pop culture references, but no. which may be true. I mean, I feel like I bring a lot of puns, you too. You have pop culture literature references. Yeah, I do. It's not just TV and it's, movies. It's that your knowledge of literature is like your knowledge of pop culture. Yeah. That's why people say that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I try to weave them together. Um, yeah. And I like to talk. You know what? References to pop culture are just as legitimate as references to classic literature. Yeah. That's the answer. Exactly. Literature was pop culture once. Okay. Um, so I think the first topic that we're going to discuss is Pride and Prejudice. Because, I mean, we read this in high school and it's a favorite of both of ours. Main character is Elizabeth Bennet, as some of you may know. Yes. Others may not. Well... I mean, why are you listening to the podcast if you don't like classic literature? There's that. <laughs> Probably because you're one of our three friends that maybe got forced to listen to this. They're enjoying it. They us. may or may not be held hostage in the room right now. It's fine. It's um. fine. Um, so one of the, I feel like one of the things that you taught me about Pride and Prejudice is what we're going to be discussing today, which is the merits of a socially awkward Darcy. Because I remember, like, very vividly telling you that, like, there's a... If you're a Pride and Prejudice fan, like, you're... You've, you've seen the Colin Firth eight-hour yes. BBC miniseries, but it's an investment. It is, like... <laughs> it will take a day of your life, and you're kind of like, why am I watching yes. every single, like scene with a horse and like most so most like Jane Austen enthusiasts are like very loyal to that adapt that screen adaptation yes yes but like it's not something that you're gonna pull out and watch regularly because it's like such a commitment so then in 2005 um there was the Kieran Knightley version Joe Wright <laughs> thought the 2005 movie was really good but I remember telling you that like the one weakness for me was Darcy because he was no Colin Firth 
Which is where but, you come in. Arguably, I feel like the classic interpretation of Mr. Darcy is very much like just he's aggressive and he's arrogant and he's like he understands social situations, but he just considers himself to be above them, which is like sort of like how you get the Colin Firth interpretation where he's like sort of he's not really awkward, he's just like Mean? Yeah, and it kind of puts it kind of puts Elizabeth, who's like a little bit from like uh, once again for people who aren't familiar with the story, like she's not from as well off of a family. Her family is kind of like a bunch of characters, and it kind of puts her her like beneath him as like yes. striving, and he becomes this like prince charming. And it's type almost like he's like character. doing her a favor yeah. by marrying her at the end. Like, yeah. like they don't really get rid of like that sort of like in the initial proposal scene when she turns him down. Like that's definitely the theme, but like there's no real turnaround from that. If like he's still continuously above her and better than her. Yeah. Like it's, the like, way that Colin Firth and like the traditional understanding of Mr. Darcy is like he never really like he sort of lowers himself by, like, eventually agreeing to marry her. Like, that aspect never goes away. Yeah, and so I, like, really liked your interpretation of Matthew McFadden, because it made a lot of sense. Yes, because Matthew McFadden is, like, one of the first people to interpret Mr. Darcy, like, as someone that's just socially awkward. So rather socially than awkward. someone that's really arrogant um, and kind of considers themselves above everybody else. And, like, really, like, Matthew McFadden's interpretation of Mr. Darcy is, like, he's on the spectrum, maybe. Like, 100%. It's not that he... <laughs> I mean, not, like, in the best possible, like, he's, like, a little bit, like, he doesn't really understand, he wants to understand, yeah. he wants to be involved in the dancing, but, like, he doesn't know how to ask a girl yeah. how to dance, he, so, like, he, he is, wants to talk to Elizabeth, but, like, he doesn't know how to talk to girls, so, like, he is, like, a 14-year-old boy at a middle school dance, standing off to the <laughs> side, 100%, um, and, like, for me, like, as you were talking about this, the thing that I automatically just visualized, and if you've seen the 2005 movie, I just, like, would recommend just like pausing and thinking back to the scene is that initial proposal that's in the rain and he just blurts out I love you and it's yeah. so awkward and you're just like it's a train wreck and you can't walk away and watch it's just awful but like it's the most socially awkward thing I've ever seen yeah it's like but that's rain. also why he can like proceed to like insult her family and like not understand what the problem with that might be is because like if he's socially awkward and he doesn't like, he doesn't understand, like, like, he doesn't know why that would be wrong. Like, why you, like, wouldn't be like, I'm going to propose to you, but, like, I'm going to do so by, like, listing everything that's wrong with you. <laughs> like, only someone that, like, doesn't understand how, like, social interactions work would, like, do that. So I don't, I think that's why it's a correct interpretation, yeah. because it's, it makes more sense, it makes more sense that you just, like, don't understand the normal ways that humans interact with each other, like, and that's why you did that, rather than just, like... I just don't give totally. shit about anyone else. And for me, for me, prime awkward Darcy is when he writes everything down in a letter. <laughs> and just is like, here. Like, does not make any effort to talk. He's like, I can't do this. I'm going to spit it out in a letter. The letter itself is kind of awkward. And it's just like, bye. I feel like I, that is me. I'm an awkward person. I would 100% <laughs> write someone a letter and be like, done. <laughs> but I think, like, the other thing to love about socially awkward Mr. Darcy is that it makes him more redeemable as a character. Like, at the end, like, if he's just been socially awkward the whole time and he's, like, genuinely had good feelings towards her and her family and stuff, he's just, like doesn't know how to express that in an appropriate way at the end when they get together it's like in a redeemable way where you're like oh I still love him like he's just trying his best but he just doesn't like know how to do any better than that but if he's like being arrogant and an asshole then you're like fuck go fuck yourself <laughs> I think that's totally true the other thing that I like about it is well one I feel like there aren't 
awkward uh, characters in literature. Like I was yes. like trying to think and it's like, it, it's like Heathcliff and you're just like a jackass. Like there aren't really awkward characters, especially awkward like heartthrobs or main characters. Right. It's like buffoons, like Mr. Collins is like a, an awkward <laughs> character, but that's like his only value. So yeah. Mr. Darcy is like the first multidimensional awkward character. Um, yes. And it also, because like Elizabeth Bennet is such a, like the, one of the first like really strongly like feminist female characters in English literature, because she is like a strong example, like I don't want to just marry someone to marry them for money. I want to marry someone because I love them. And like I, as a woman have like other ambitions and other thoughts and ideas like other than just like like trying to like get get a dick you know so like <laughs> yeah I, mean, I do believe that's how just Jane like Austen would put it 100% exactly how Jane Austen would say that <laughs> but like but you know what I mean and like, it, like no, makes, I it makes her more redeemable also as a feminist character if she's just like choosing to overlook someone who is like socially awkward and like you know like you know that that's easier to overlook than like this you love this man who genuinely thinks that he's better than you which is how I feel like classic interpretations like it's almost like she just decides to love him because like she realizes Wickham is an asshole and then she goes to his house and realizes he has a shitload of money and like yeah. then she's like oh JK I like you now but like as a feminist character that doesn't really work because if you are a true feminist like she shouldn't be swayed by those things. But if it's just that he has been socially awkward this whole time and he has truly a genuine feelings for her, then like, then those things can still be factors, but they're not like the determining factor. Totally. I also like, I feel like it makes them good foils for the, for each other right. because like he's so awkward and she's confident. Like they even say at one point, like you, you uh, speak with such confidence for someone your age. Like, she is, he is awkward trying to live within the system. Like, he's trying, but he just doesn't know how. Like, he's, he's awful. And he's she, just living his best life. He's, he's trying. He's trying. Like, points for effort, but, like, oh, it, it is awkward to watch. But, like, and then she is confident and, like, just kind of living outside of the system. She doesn't really want to deal with, like, finding a husband and kind of, like, repeatedly is just pushing that off to the side. So it puts them at, like, really nice odds. I also think it's nice, one, it's more realistic. Like, I would, I gotta believe there are a ton of a lot more awkward guys out there than, like, <laughs> fucking Why Prince Charming. To believe, like... Yeah, well, like, one would hope. And, like, I think they would be more interesting, you know? I like, so I like that. I also like that it's, like, kind of a nice reversal, pop culture moment here, of, like, the traditional, like, klutzy, awkward girl who finds, like, this, like, stoic, right. two-dimensional guy. He's the klutzy, awkward she, girl! She's the architect boyfriend. Yes. She yeah. is the architect boyfriend. So well put. Yes. And I think that's, like, kind of She wears great. flannels and... Yeah. Um, the Jane Austen... Jane Austen is the head of a... Yes. Labrador. And they... <laughs> yeah, and she's, like, out, outdoorsy, but, like, also you but doesn't really fun, have... But in a fun L.L. Bean way. Like, yeah. not an aggressive, She's your like, L.L. Bean boyfriend. We're going to REI and, like, fucking hiking this yeah. morning. She's just, like... And you don't really find out about her hobbies. You know, she just yeah. likes to walk and read. And, yes. like, that's good. She, and she does enjoy a good walk. She enjoys a good walk. <laughs> but, but so, let's go through, like, arguments for, like, why we're right. There are two, like, blatant examples that jump to my mind. So the first thing is, like, his whole relationship with his sister, Georgiana, Darcy and like the treatment of Mr. Wickham and I feel like if you were really like an arrogant asshole Mr. Darcy 
the whole, like, Wickham, like, kind of fucks over your sister. Yeah. Like, probably, like, steals a shitload of money from you. And it's just, like, overall kind of, like, dicks over your family. Like, if that really happens to you and you're, like, arrogant asshole Mr. Darcy, you're probably going to, like, take steps to publicly shame him, right? Like, you're not going to, like, feel bad about letting people know that he sucks. Yeah. But if you are, like, socially awkward Mr. Darcy, you're going to be like, oh, that's weird, that's uncomfortable, I don't want anyone to know that, and you're going to, like, keep it on the DL, which is exactly what he does in the books. And he even, like, goes a step further, so then when Wickham, like, fucking dicks over Lydia, because she's, like... Once again, Jane Austen speak. The slut sister. But, like, like, so, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, then he even goes a step further to, like, keep that whole scandal quiet, and it doesn't even directly involve his family. So, yeah. like, if you, if you're an asshole, I feel like you try to, like, make this guy look like an asshole, and, like, you know, like, you, like, you, like, defend your pride by, like, being like, this guy fucking sucks, and here's why, to, like, anyone that will listen to you, but the fact that he does the opposite is sort of, like, a prime example of, like, socially awkward Mr. Darcy in the classic text of the actual novel. And then the other one is the scene when, um, Elizabeth is visiting Charlotte Lucas and Mr. Collins. I mean, to be fair, that whole trip is just hella awkward. The whole trip is fucking super awkward. But, like, basically Mr. Darcy, like, goes to visit his aunt because, like, he knows Elizabeth is there. But then also... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've read this, like, a million times. Like, watched it a million times. I always think it's a coincidence. I've never put that together. That I'm he's like, just like a stalker. Maybe, maybe I'm reading no, too, no, too it makes, much. No, no, like, I'm it makes a lot. Sure. I was kind of like reading it and I was like, that's literarily convenient. Um, and I feel like that actually makes socially a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. just going to creep into this. Scenario. Yeah, that's like socially awkward in a, in a creepy way, right. though. That, he, gets, he gets minus points for that. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and then, like, the scene, and like, obviously, in the Joe Wright, Kira Knightley, Matthew McFadden version of the movie, like, they kind of, like, play this scene out, but it is in the book, the scene where he kind of, like, busts in on her, and she's alone at their house, and he, like, doesn't really... Yes. But it's, like, specifically because they've had a conversation about how he's not good at, like, talking to people and interacting with people, and he, like, tries to do that. Yeah, and then... <laughs> and he, like, totally sucks at it, but, like... Yeah. Like, you don't do that unless you're, like, I like this girl, and I'm, like, trying to, like, make it be better at liking her. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like in both the BBC version and the 2005 version, definitely in the 2005, I'd have to go back to the BBC version, like, you have Charlotte Lucas, who's Elizabeth's best friend, who she's visiting, like, come in on that, like, awkward scene and kind of just be like, what the fuck is happening? Like, and they kind of, like, roll their eyes, like... Guys, am I right? They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Men. Men. Um, yes, I think that is one of the most awkward scenes. I would also just argue in terms of, like, his inability to read people, the fact yes. that, like, so Elizabeth's sister Bennett, uh, sorry, Elizabeth's sister Jane Bennett is, yes. like, written as just the nicest person ever. Yes. Like, she's... She's who Jane Austen wishes that she was. But probably also That's not, she because she's, like... <laughs> Boring as hell. Yes, but like, <laughs> that's, I read that at fucking, in my goddamn graduate level course. <laughs> that's what they She's said. like the Hufflepuff. She's like what yes. we all aspire to be, but at the she's same time kind of hope. Hufflepuff. But we also kind of hope that we aren't. You know, like, she's a sweetheart, but also kind of boring. But like, sweetest girl wouldn't hurt a fly. And Darcy is so bad at reading people that he's like, oh no. This girl's trouble. Like, this girl, we don't know if she likes my best friend. I need to separate them. Like, 
Come on, Darcy. Also, there's this other girl, Caroline, who's been, like, hanging around for freaking ever. Most obvious girl of that, like, era, yes. I would say. Like, just, like, basically throwing herself at him. I don't know that he has a clue. Like, yeah, I, I think don't he think has, he like, maybe a little bit, but, like, no. But then one of the other, so, like, so I feel like my, one of my other biggest arguments is that why include Mr. Collins as a character? If not to, like, show that, like, Mr. Darcy is socially awkward and Mr. Collins is arrogant. Because, so, Mr. Collins is, like, cousin to the Bennett sisters and, like, potential heir to their fortune. So, he, like, comes, like, to their house, like, under the design of, like, I'm gonna make one of you my wife. Which is, like, not creepy as fuck (laughs) at all. Oh, yeah. We got entitlism. Incest. Just, like, well, let me just roll up into this yeah. bitch and decide which one of you I want to fucking marry. So he comes and, like, but, like, that's, like, he's, like, he's, like, so arrogant and he's so, like, he thinks his job as he's, like, some fucking, like, priest or whatever. He's Not always priest, mentioning his benefactor. Like, like name drops like it's yeah, his job. exactly. Name drops, like, boringly makes everyone listen to him read fucking, like, some boring-ass book. Like, he's, like, aggressively arrogant and boring and, like, so thinks he's so good that he's like oblivious like to any like he's also blows, socially awkward he is both he is socially awkward but he's like blind to the idea that like a girl would even like possibly turn him down because like he's so awesome right so like yeah. but like in a way that like like that scene so the scene where Mr. Collins proposes to Elizabeth Bennett and he just like refuses to accept he's like oh it's like the habit of like you know polite young woman such as yourself to like deny a proposal at first and is like obviously there's no way you could actually be saying no to me even though she's like fuck no fucking get the fuck away from me you asshole and so then like the foil to that is then the proposal scene with Mr. Darcy which isn't that much later which is when like he's like oh like despite all of this like shit stuff about how much your family sucks I like sort of love you and then she's like you're an asshole and he's like sorry (laughs) so like if you were as arrogant as Mr. Collins you'd be like oh Oh, that's just the habit of polite young women just first to so at first uh, oh, yeah so I will say I will say he is kind of like surprised he when is, he's like, being rejected but like then he's like sorry and then he's like yeah he fades into the that. I can fade into that argument um no I also feel like the, it's a good argument for like there is good redeemable awkward and there is bad right. like you know it's you, you right know. they're it's, like awkward from a place of, like you genuinely want to connect with people but you're just shitty at it yeah. and there's awkward from a place of like you genuinely think you're better than everybody else and you don't give a fuck what yeah yeah no, i think that's true the other thing i was thinking about pride and prejudice yes first called first impressions yes what is more awkward than a first impression right like inherently awkward. Like, I, meeting someone I, is honest, an awkward thing. Honestly, I hate most people when I first meet them, so. I'm always just worried. <laughs> I'm, like, the opposite side of you, where I'm just worried about how they think. Like, um, I never hear someone's name, because I'm always so worried about saying my own, which is ridiculous, because I know you, my like, own right, name. Are you, like, worried you're gonna forget it? I'm, yes! I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna trip over my own name. Anyway, it's oh, awkward. So you're, like, literally one of the smartest people I know, I just don't understand how you're like, no, that's that's your biggest fear when meeting someone. I, like, my biggest fear is, like, I hate everyone and my face is gonna, like, I just have, no, no, no. I've, like, inherited, I am like, a my whole family pleaser. has a natural resting bitch face, <laughs> and so I'm, like, I, I can't, there's nothing I'm gonna be able to, like, I'm gonna have that while I'm meeting this person, and, like, I'm gonna hate them, yeah. and they're gonna hate me, um, <laughs> no, no, 
Oh, but, I had one more thing yes, that I wanted to do, say. Um, the do. other thing that I want to make a case for, or maybe just it's like praise of Jane Austen, I feel yes. like she does a really good job in Pride and Prejudice specifically of just showing that relationships are awkward things. Like, specifically when it comes to families and like yes. competing loyalties, like she shows that a relationship doesn't exist in a vacuum. Right. Um, like, you have uh, Elizabeth, who has the baggage of her own family and how, like, Darcy perceives them, but then you have Darcy's competing loyalties with Bingley, and it's just a messy situation, and her family is hella awkward, and, like... Right, it, and, it like, has she has a crush on Wickham, and then her fucking sister ends up, like, marrying yeah, him, some sort of, Yeah, but it's like, not, it's not played for melodrama. It's right. just, it like, feels that's how real. families work. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't, whereas, like, uh, Romeo and Juliet, it's like, things are complicated, but you're also like, okay, please, like... Because you did they just made them complicated. Yes, exactly, <laughs> whereas this felt like a very true vignette, which I feel like also supports the case for, like, an awkward character, and I think it's very well like, done. That's, it's much more realistic, and, like, you know, and, and maybe that's, like, a too modern interpretation. Possibly. But, I mean... If that's the point of literature, so that we, like, adapt it to our lives and we, like, view it through our own lenses, right? So that it's, like, applicable to the situations that we're in. So, I mean, I feel like that's a fine... Yeah. Like, and if that's the way that we need to interpret Darcy to, like, continue to read Jane Austen yeah. through a modern lens. I like that. Austen. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if he was, like, intended to be awkward. I, mean, I want to live in a world. Like, give me a socially awkward Darcy or give me nothing. Right, exactly. Like, like, that's the world that you and I choose to live in. So that's, that's North Notes.